top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. He's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everybody? You're tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box Podcast. It is October 2nd. Welcome to October, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Bo, the boom operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And, yeah, we've got another show for you. If you're just tuning in for the first time on this podcast, wherever it is you found us, welcome. Uh, we record this live every Monday night, Central Standard Time, 8 o'clock p.m. And you can watch live. You can join in the chat on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, wherever it is you like to catch us. Or if you just want to check out the audio version of the podcast, you can do that as well, wherever it is you subscribe to podcasts uh, but tonight we're going to be talking about you know movies that's what we do it's that's believe it or not uh i got i finally got to see a movie things calmed down for like two hours and i had a couple of things i needed to do and i said i'm just going to put those off till tomorrow which became today which i'm now going to put off till later tonight and possibly tomorrow um but i went and saw dumb money mm. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about that, and you got in a car wreck, so you didn't go see a movie. Good job. No, I did watch the new episode of Pariah Nexus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Warhammer talking about the Warhammer. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Shout-outs to Tony just tuning in on YouTube. What up, dude? Uh, Shout-outs to everybody on Twitch who's been joining us for the past half hour on the pre-show. If you want to like us over, follow us on Twitch, or even subscribe, which is lovely. Uh, we get on here a little bit early every week and just kind of chit-chat with you and, and you know, just, just get to know you a little bit. And you can always follow us on Discord. The link is in our stuff or in the chat if you're tuned in live. You can f- get involved. Everybody's having a good time sharing links, talking about stuff. Discord's a whole thing. So um, Sharing links, talking about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Discord's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. So yeah, well let's let's jump into some news. That's what we do first. We talk about what happened over the past week since we haven't been here. Um, I I didn't read a whole lot of news. I know you kind of get into the what's going on, but uh, other than than I know ex- the Expendables franchise, it was there was a news article being like, yikes, this we may not get another one. Yeah, I really don't think. I mean, this one made it clear if you watched us talk about it last week. I think that. Uh, Stallone's just like, nah, well, you know, so he? when he's the one that started it and he's the one that's like, I don't want to be in this movie. Um, why would they, why would they keep doing them? Like I said, it's a decent Jason Statham movie, but every time it's someone else on screen, it's just like booty garbage. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of booty garbage, there was a, uh, a new trailer, a trailer for the toxic. Did Avenger. you watch it? And that was, a, that, well, I did. Yeah. And I, I got my little toxic Avenger action figure here for everybody to see. Um, but there was a, a an article that uh, there was an interview with the director uh, Macon Blair uh, explaining how you pull guts out of a butthole, and uh, yeah, that's with a mop. That's kind of 
you know, that's just kind of movies. So um, that was kind of fun to see that trailer. Didn't show Toxic Avenger. Uh, you saw a silhouette. Yeah, we've seen that. I, uh, I, I keep getting less and less stoked for this movie because it's not Toxic Avenger. We don't know that. Mm. Mm. You haven't seen any scenes with Toxic Avenger. So you don't know. We don't know. Yeah, but... Well, obviously, he's not the original Toxic Avenger. Yeah, I'm I mean, holding out hope. I think it. I think it might be fun. Where's the nerd transforming, like the janitor guy transforming into like? It, that's probably what Toxy. he is. We you haven't know. seen any of that part. Yeah, but he's not Toxy. He has like a glowing mop, and it's... maybe he's like the cartoon Toxic Avenger, which was cool too. And this yeah, is was. not that. We I don't, don't know. know. We don't know. I watched the cartoon. I watched the Toxic Avenger movies. Toxie in Terror Firmer was the only part of that movie that I choose to remember because don't don't watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, if you value your brain. Um, but I mean, I, I would go out of my way to watch trauma movies just for Toxie stuff. Uh, James on Facebook, he said, uh, my parents associated Toxic Avenger with Satanic Panic. I think a lot of people did. Like, trauma trauma movies were one of those things that, like, kids were not allowed to watch it. I mean, and rightfully so. That's I a mean, good call. You know, I mean, much like John Waters films, like, trauma and John Waters, they, like, push the boundaries of um, what's kind of acceptable in movie making, but then kind of made it a whole genre in and of itself. So, uh, yeah. Pretty interesting. Uh, what else you got on the paper there, Jakey? Uh, well, uh, this this past week we we lost Michael Gambon. We did Dumbledore. Yeah. I yeah. mean that 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 happened like right at like early last week, mm-hmm. right after our show. Um, that was sad. You know, he was like what 80s? 82? 82. Um, you know, he 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 was he was the Dumbledore. You know, he wasn't the first Dumbledore because that one died too. And he was that that Dumbledore was already on his deathbed. He was like, yeah, but he was like, Harry, we're gonna teach you. But he was like a book lesson. Dumbledore, and then Michael yeah. Gambon was like the 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 Dumbledore that we got. Yeah, he was the sexy one, gay. Did one. you put your fucking name in the goblet, you little bastard? <laughs> Harry's like, oh my god, oh no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's everyone's complaint with his Dumbledore, right? Is that he was like. Uh, aggressive half. Well, and also kind of had. E- well, the, the thing that I did like about the Gambon Dumbledore that that was parallel to the later books is you just couldn't, you didn't really know if you could trust him, you know. And the the first Dumbledore seems so wholesome, you know, so fatherly. Hmm. And the Ga- Michael Gambon he he brought something to the character that you find in the novels where it's like maybe Dumbledore wasn't such a good guy after made all. it easier yeah. towards the end where Dumbledore's like let's kill this kid man screw him you know and Snape's like bruh he's a child though and he's like I don't give a fuck Damn, you were, did you check out the pre-show yeah. like I get it like I don't he's like wizarding <laughs> wizarding world dog don't know what to tell you bro yeah yeah they so. kill muggles every day like well, just, yeah um so I guess you're right yeah but uh, let's see. Dennis has said on Twitch, Richard Harris played him uh, decrepit, but he really wasn't. He was only like seventy-one or seventy-two. I mean, he just seemed so decrepit. Like in like every role he took on, like when he was in well, Gladiator and he was uh, the Dumbledore, he was just like a character that was like, oh, you know. And and I just I guess yeah, I just associated Richard Harris as being just like 
I think it was time. just that he was soft spoken, Dumbledore, right? Because he showed up when Harry was looking in that mirror, and he's just like, "You, you in here fucking up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what you doing here, buddy?" Dumbledore was so cool until J.K. Rowling decided to be on Twitter. Well, Harry Potter was so cool until uh, yeah, that's true. J.K. Rowling decided to be on Twitter. Um, what else you got? Um, well, uh, Disney Plus Password Crackdown uh, has uh, been announced that it will begin. It's yeah, gonna, when does that start? It's going to start November 1st and strike first in Canada. So uh, watch out, neighbors to the north. Disney's coming for your password sharing. <sighs> and then uh, they'll see how that works, roll it out, and then uh, the spread will go from there so that you can't share your Disney at the same time that they're raising their prices on it. So. Well, I mean, this is what we're, we're, we're going to start seeing more and more and more of it. You know, Netflix started, and now Disney's going to... And then well, that, that means that Hulu's going to... All these streaming services, every time I look at it, and I'm like, why do I have this? I don't watch anything on this. It's just a waste of money. And then I go to get rid of it, and I'm like, oh, crap, no, there's that thing that, that I want to watch. watch. Yeah, or... My family has all my logins, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like they they watch it. Like my brother uses Disney. I don't use it. So, I mean, that should be okay, right? I really don't use it. I just pay for it. He uses it. And once in a while, I'll use Hulu for a TV show that I want to see, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm the same. it's like there's not really much out there. Uh, Netflix has tons of Indian movies, so you know I love that. We do. I uh, Instead of watching a new movie, I did watch Sivaji. Uh, yep, yep. Which is not a Bollywood movie, but in fact, yeah, yeah. a Tamil movie, which is very... Do I need a Tamil boo layer? Yeah, yeah okay. it's a Tamil Nadu uh, uh, nationality pride kind of a thing. Um, which is a very good movie. It's a Superstar Rajnikanth movie. Everybody likes Superstar Rajni. Yep. Um, also, in the realm of horror for uh, for October, we got more like Friday uh, Five Nights at Freddy clips. Yep, yep. Right? And like, it's making uh, it look more and more like uh, what, what what was it? Willy's Wonderland or um, Well, the movie that was made as a ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's mm-hmm. with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Uh, also, did you see the that the, they they're finally moving forward on the MCU X-Men movie? Um, they're they're going to start hearing pitches and and ruining what was already a very shaky franchise. Hmm. Uh, I mean, can you really ruin X-Men when it was never very good to begin with? You know, I mean... Yeah, true. Outside of everyone loves Hugh Jackman uh, and, you know, the perfect uh, casting, which they had to do, of um, Patrick Stewart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what what was there really that those movies had that has any merit to it at all? I really? mean, it was just... It was one of the first times that everybody saw a comic book, the franchise they loved, well, I was and there. seeing characters. I was there in real life. That that was the best part of it. You're like opening night. Yeah, the casting was cool, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm seeing these things that I've only seen on pages. And but other than that, they weren't. Right. They're not yeah, right. but you didn't like all the. That was when the internet wasn't too strong, and there was like there were big rumor mills. Like yo, we're gonna get Gambit, and we're gonna get this, and they looked at this guy for that. Gambit would have been cool, except for when he finally showed up and in the Wolverine movie. He, yeah, it was not. It was terrible. Yeah, it was Taylor Kitsch, Taylor which, Kitsch, yeah. you know, sad for him that everything they put him in. Because uh, Taylor either, Kitsch is actually kind of cool. Yeah, John Carter at Mars was sick, but um, uh, everything else he's done, it's always a, a 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was there opening night for X-Men. I entered a vintage stock contest and I won. What was the prize? It was the X-Men movie adaptation graphic novel, uh, a couple of pens and posters and some stuff like that. Like collectibles, like movie collectibles. Yeah. Uh, The comic was better than the movie. Because the movie was weird because they took the senator and made him goop. And they, um, which that could have been such a way better storyline doing the Sentinel storyline. Well, yeah, they, they killed him off like in the first movie, and he was like one of the main villains of the X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, yeah, Sabretooth and Toad got punked out real hard, which was a bummer because Ray Park was Toad. Uh, mm-hmm. and you're like, dude, Darth Maul's gonna stick his tongue on these dudes. Um, you know, so I mean, X Men doesn't really have anything that I think that they need to preserve other than. Who are they going to get to play Professor X and, and, and people be okay with it? Yeah. You know, true, true, true. Wolverine can be recast. They can actually get like a short dude to be Wolverine. But I'm wondering. Yeah, they. I wonder. They probably get some dumbass MMA fighter or something to be just like. Ugh. That would be okay. Yeah. You could get Wolverine Bump. and and Puck on screen. Oh, dude, they could just be, cool. be like two little hairy, tiny dudes. Like, <laughs> hey, bub, and, you know, just and, scrapping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I guess it depends on what they base the uh, the movies on. Are they going to do like comic movies like to do where they're like, oh, the heritage of comic books from the 30s until the 90s? Who cares? We're doing new storylines now. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, guy. Just there goes you know the You know and love the characters and you know and love the story, but forget everything you know and love yeah. and know and love this. We took a hundred years of character development and basis for these. And we tossed it out the fucking window because the comic that for just finished bold yesterday. For re-envisioning. Yeah, go see the Marvels, bro. Yeah, no one asked for it. Yeah, yeah. A bold new take. No, it's not bold. Yeah, looking at you, Marvels. Boof. So. Boof. Um, speaking of other, like, just blood from a turnip franchise resurrections, uh, do you see the trailer for the new True Detective? Mm-mm. So, yeah. It's I've called, never watched any of them. True Detective Night Country. Uh, it's got Jodie Foster. Um, you know, the season three kind of came and went with just a little bit of a lackluster fanfare when season one was just so groundbreaking. Season two wasn't terrible season three just lost its thing and was filmed literally in our backyard i worked on several episodes of that show as a boom operator and uh this one i believe um they they have kind of got the the original show creator nick pizzolato out of the whole picture which is kind of pretty good because he's not the best human um but they've got a a a new showrunner which is being written, directed, and executive produced uh, by Issa Lopez and uh, led by Jodie Foster taking the lead role. So um, I do like Jodie Foster. She's pretty cool. She takes good roles. But I don't really care too much about more True Detective. That's another thing I never use. I never use my HBO anymore except for look for DC animated movies once in a while. Mm -hmm. Mm. Which, uh, the comic book thing, Velvet Santa said if it was Alex Ross's Marvels, it would be sick. You're right. And Disney's never going to do anything cool with stuff like that. Let's see Earth X on the big screen. Earth X would be so cool. Uh, But they're not going to do anything like that. You know, Marvels would be cool. Any of those uh, kinds of stories. Like if DC would do a Kingdom Come movie, that would be so rad. But they're they're not going to do anything like that because it's a... 
standalone movie and they might make an animated version of them and it's just not going to be the same you know uh animated's cool marvel never nails the animated though um x-men they could do a million things they have the shiar empire they could bring in that's they, a weird storyline but now could, that we're all so used to space in marvel movies who it'd cares, be easy. Man, that's yeah. the whole point of comics is that they're mm-hmm. weird uh, they could do the Mr. Sinister thing that they teased that that would be a really cool Savage thing to Land do. would be dope. Savage Land would be rad, but that opens up so many different um, avenues that it could go through, and it could be a way they could tie in stuff. But when once you have all uh, Pterodactyl dude, like... Sauron? Or yeah, Sauron. Sauron. Yeah, all... all uh, all bets are off or whatever. Because if you have Mr. Because he takes away your powers. He can rewrite your genetics. Yeah. So if they have Mr. Sinister and Sauron, they can just rewrite people's genetics. What's the point of anyone else? Yeah. Um, Game over, man. Yeah. I want to see like a like a Meteor M Magneto type thing. Where he's like, come live on the Meteor M mutants and we'll just kill people if they try and mess with us. This is our paradise and they can't touch us because we're in space. <laughs> Uh, there's lots I'd of cool, lots of cool comic things they could do, but they're not going to do it because again, they want to do everything that's hot right now. They're like, "Hey, you know your favorite character? Well, he's a dumb idiot now that's doing something that's very uncharacteristic." But trends on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, any other news that you had there? Before? Uh, just that uh, this Saw Ten release. Uh, oh man, has gotten some of the best. Uh, ratings and reviews of the entire series well, and but it's I making wonder, exorcist ner- like the universal it's making them nervous you yeah because it didn't do too bad at the box office mm-hmm. right the movie you saw did made like oh. eight eight million well it also wasn't in a lot of uh theaters hmm. nationwide i don't even know if it got into the top 10 i don't think it did no it was in the top 10 well dang it was in 2800 theaters yeah it didn't do very well yeah. Okay, sorry. We're skipping ahead. That's later in the show. Box office roundup. That's the end of the show. But uh but yeah, Saw X, man. People talking about it. They're they're saying, Oh, well, are we gonna make are we gonna make a Saw um you know eleven? Maybe. I don't know. It's so easy to make horror movies. You got none and Saw and Haunting in Venice and I need to see Haunting in Venice before it leaves. It'll probably it's only been out for three weeks. So I think I've got one more week. I'm, I'm, I've, I've got to see this movie this week. Like, that's my goal. i got to yeah, go see it. It might be good to find a weekday to go do it. Oh, yeah, I will. It's about the only time I have time. Um, yeah, well, do we do we want to talk about what's coming out this weekend then? Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, coming out this weekend, speaking of that, Exorcist, the Be- Believer, is coming out in theaters this weekend. Uh, you've seen the trailers. It's not one possessed girl, but two. Double up. More Exorcist. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, I mean, the Exorcist is a creepy thing. You know, that whole biblical horror genre always gives me the heebie-jeebies. But this movie, I just, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's like, are you going to go see it? And I'm like, I I don't yeah, I don't have like a, like a big drive to go see this in the theaters. And uh, Velvet Santa on Twitch says, it worked for Aliens. No, I don't think, I don't think it was more Aliens was what made that movie work. It was James Cameron that made that movie work. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. He is just kind of like, more everything. And, and does it with panache. 
Plus, Aliens had uh, Ripley become like a badass. Because in the first movie, she's just running and trying to keep her and the cat alive, right? Mm -hmm. That's her whole thing is just run away, keep the cat alive. Run away, keep the the cat alive. By the end, she's like... She becomes a badass. Yeah. At, the, at, the, at the end, you're no, like, she's a badass. all she does is hit an airlock button and then like breathe heavy. She got machine gun in her panties. Like that's a famous like clip. She in the like, in the first movie, yeah. Oh, she she didn't have a machine gun, did she? She grabbed one because she had to get out of there. Yeah, but she didn't do anything. I mean, it was the second movie where with she Paul Reiser being a butthole man. Well, she got yeah, in. The she's like, show me how to use this gun. And then she yeah. like flamethrowed the aliens and stuff, and she's like, let go of her, you bitch. What, yeah. was, what was that like child's name? Like Nugget? Newt. Or okay, yeah, Newt. Nugget. <laughs> Dude, uh, fun fact: one of my buddies was at like a, uh, a Star Trek con, like the uh, I think like the Vegas con or something like that, like a month ago. Uh, he got his picture taken with um, oh crap, old dude that does all the uh, the suits. He was in um, uh, the movie with the witches, the Disney movie. He was Billy. Billy Butcherson? Yeah, and he was uh, the all the fish dudes. Oh, and, you're uh, talking about Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Yeah. So he met Doug Jones, got his picture with him, a couple of the other... He, uh, he's the... Uh, the the Baron in what we what we do what in we the do in the shadows yeah yeah he's everything if it's a dude in a suit it's Doug Jones uh, but several other like uh, big actors and Star Trek personalities came in uh, when they were sitting there talking and getting their picture taken and a lady took the picture and then it got tweeted out and it turned out he learned after the fact it was Newt that took their picture oh no kidding yeah that's so funny. it's like he didn't even know that he was getting to meet and hang out with Newt. Uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, because she was like married to one of the um, Star Trek actors or something like that's that. That's cool. But you know what looks more fun than The Exorcist about some like a girl getting possessed? Courtney gets possessed. Have you seen the trailer for this? I have not. It's like a uh, uh, bridal party and like the uh, the bride to be or whatever gets possessed, and it's like a uh, 2022 sh- came out last year. Schlock horror comedy. I don't think it was released though. It oh, it, it's, gotcha. it just got like a new trailer. Lauren Buglioli yeah. playing Courtney Harper. Uh, bumbling wedding party must battle the forces of hell when a bride becomes possessed by the devil the night before her wedding. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it just got a new trailer, so I think that release date's off. Let's take a for look sure. at it. got possessed. Here we go. Let's pull that trailer up really quick. Exclusive first look. Yeah. 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 Where's our Where's our TV viewer? But it's like a... There's a weird energy, so... Dumb comedy B-movie. Like, I do like that, Sean. We're gonna fix it. No, I know you do. Our family fucking rocks. Except for you. <laughs> Except for you. How many boyfriends See, this is more like the kind of movie school. that I would want to watch. Caitlin, well, it's like, it's horror comedy, you know? This was her special day. What's going on in there? Nothing. That's my thing, well, man. I like horror comedy. Is- nervous uh critters and ghoulies yeah this and, definitely uh, looks low budget but leprechaun dude low budget horrors sometimes are like the best ones you know like what was the budget for the society oh society yeah like very probably very low but that end scene if you've never seen society or like a buckle up terror firmer like we were talking about earlier like all the low budget horror movies. Like that's one of the reasons if you've never seen the um, last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs, like it's worth getting your m- free month of Shutter 
for 30 days and in October and watch all of it. So, um, yeah, okay, I might have to, I might check this out. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Courtney gets possessed. There you have it. Yeah. Coming out. Um, I'll probably, yeah, it'll probably be, be on streaming. Uh, or also that Exorcists movie where uh, Pinhead's just throwing oh, yeah. water at that girl. Uh, we talked about that. We watched the trailer for that last week, didn't mm-hmm. we? Uh, but also coming out this weekend is the Royal Hotel. Uh, it's got uh, it's a film about U.S. backpackers uh, Hannah and Liv taking a job in Australia in an Australian pub for some extra cash and are confronted with a bunch of unruly locals in a situation that grows rapidly out of their control. And it's uh, starring uh, Julia Garner, who of course got her big claim to fame from Ozark. Uh, playing uh, the the very very foul mouthed uh, character on that show, and then has been in a f- handful of other movies. But this is another. This is her taking taking the lead here alongside Jessica Henwick. Um, Unruly locals in an Australian pub sounds like a stereotype. Yeah, I mean, it sounds Slightly. like all all Australians. We got a donk. That's not a donk. What's a donk? This is a donk. Donk. Uh, Vince says society budget was two mil. That's actually still pretty small. Um, when you, you know, uh, like if it, that's called a, a a low budget film. If it's under, I think if it's under under three million, it's it's low budget. If it's under one million, it's considered micro budget. And um, I'm trying to whatever that mid mid range is pretty average. And then there's blockbuster, which is anything over a hundred million. Um, but yeah, that's why everybody loves these horror movies is because they're technically small budget films that make big, big budget ROIs. Uh, I think that that Brandon Burlesworth movie that I worked on was like 1.5 million was was the budget on that one. Um, so it was still a low budget movie, but it was over a million bucks. It's just crazy. Movies are expensive, dude. But Royal Hotel, um, it's coming out this week in a theater. I mean. There's the there's some of the trailer there if you if you haven't haven't heard of it <laughs> like how we just that's the first scene it's like boobies. Um, Come in, guy. Yeah. Hi. Oh, that was a rowdy Australian bar. Bar. We're leaving. We're out. Where are you Bobby. gonna go? Eh? Bus is not for two days. I'm scared of everyone and everything in this place. I haven't seen her since like she was in Iron Fist. Like, what else has she been in? Jessica Henwick. She's been in some stuff. She's always cool. <laughs> you gonna hit me with that? Snikes. Barbies. Screaming. Sheila's. We'll take it. Great. Yeah. Get the paperwork started. Thank you. We'll get the paperwork started. What? Royal Hotel. Hand him a couple pieces of paper. That's not paperwork. They come in with a stack. <laughs> Huge That's paperwork. <laughs> that, that ain't a form. This is a form. And they drop it down on there. Um, and the Americans. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that in the in the in the Americans. Um, How much do you think Australians hate Crocodile Dundee? Uh, maybe they like it. I don't know. Every Australian I've met is very much like a 
you know, boomerangs. And I mean, we got two Australians that watch the show. Uh, yeah, I think, what, but furious think- apology. Are you are you out there on Twitch t- tonight? Tell us. Tell, is this an accurate representation of your culture? Yeah, that's awful. And, like, <laughs> so bad. Like, I don't know. I didn't, don't you, you think they're me? probably tired of hearing that's what like this movie just showed? We got a donk, and that's not a knife, and everything. They're just like Paul Hogan. Like, well, I don't know. This movie was like. Hey Sheila, we're gonna get this bar. Here's a rattlesnake, you know, and this kangaroo's like <laughs> hopping wanna, in the scene. What do you want to bet that the director was sitting there and he's like, "Do it more Australian, <laughs> more Australian," and then he goes, "Show yourselves," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's just. <sighs> the Australian was the one person that had a believable a be- southern accent. Oh, man. Hurricane Heist. When are we watching Hurricane Heist again? Dog, anytime you want. I, you for. I feel like Hurricane Heist falls into the category of Three Amigos, where it's just like us talking about and remembering Hurricane Heist. It's just like a moment, a snapshot in time that we had so much fun at that... That revisiting it would lose, it would shatter the magic. I don't know, dude. I watch Three Amigos all the time, and it's good every time. Uh, I don't know. Because I, I think it's a mail plane. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, Royal Hotel coming out in theaters this weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? And then also coming out in theaters uh, is Foe from director Garth Davis. This is uh, starring uh, Saoirse Ronan. And uh, who else? Paul Mestrel, Aaron Pierre, and Jordan. Uh, <laughs> what? What is his name? Chodenheimer. <laughs> Chode Zeisner. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, all I saw was Chode, and uh, Jordan Chode. Probably Chod. Well, Chod Zeisner. That's called uh, change your change your name. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, Vince says that he thinks that Australians secretly love Paul Hogan like British people love Benny Hill. Who doesn't love Benny Hill is what I'm going to ask. Because right. Yakety Sax is so cool. That's, that's All he stuff. was was a raunchy old dude that would like pinch a butt cheek and run away for like 10 minutes. And everyone's like, dude, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And he did the Scooby-Doo thing, run in one door and, and like, come, come out, out the other. other. Yeah, And he was like always <laughs> holding his hat. <laughs> and like, yeah, someone's like bra would show and you'd go, whoa, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was always the like uh, the, the, the snap zoom, zoom in. And he's like, oh, boobs. Oh, the Benny Hill. Let me, is there a, the Benny Hill face? I mean, it's such a classic look if you've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's that's him without the hat and the get up yeah hang on uh i can't well i can't put it on the, the viewer very well but it's i'm looking at it and thanks and mary on facebook yeah there we go uh, velvet sentence says you had me at pinch a button cheek there we go <laughs> um Anyway, well, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. There's a lot of stuff hitting streaming this week. Crypt of Evil, he killed uh, in Ecstasy, Heart of Darkness, Shelter and Solitude, Aberrance, Johnny Z, Cat Person. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff coming out in streaming this week. So Lots of teensy tiny movies. Yeah. So uh, there you have it. Um, so, yeah, now let's talk about a movie. Let's talk about a movie that I saw uh, this weekend. It was called Dumb Money. Dumb Money is, of course, a term... Uh, in Wall Street um, vernacular that that uh, kind of encapsulates what was happening at this at this point in time. And this movie 
is directed by Craig Gillespie and is starring, I mean, a, a huge ensemble comedic cast. Paul Dano, Pete Davidson, Vincent D'Onofrio, America Ferreira, Nick Offerman, uh, Anthony Ramos, Seth Rogen, Sebastian Stan, Clancy Brown, Dane DeHaan. I mean, the the like all there's so many people that were really cool in this movie. Um, overall, the movie I thought was paced really poorly. Uh, and, and it felt a little longer than than its runtime. But at the end of end of the 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 film, I you know I walked away really enjoying it. And I don't know if it was because that I was I was kind of a part. I, I like I was very hyper aware of this thing that went on because sometimes you see these these movies like that movie <laughs> about the subprime mortgage lending that caused the uh, that what was it that called the short the big short or whatever. Um, and and you know and that was a good movie, but. But you just didn't feel as connected to it. Uh, but this movie, because I bought GameStop at this time, I got caught up in, you know, the 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 whole Wall Street bets and all of the 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 Keith Gill following and you know Diamond Hands and you know getting tendies and the and the apes like DDP. And, well, Diamond Hands, like so when they. If you if you don't remember what happened, is this is about the the GameStop? Uh, is it because everyone stock. gave themselves a high five? Like, no, it was no. Diamond Hands. It was you had to hold. Hold onto your stock. You're holding your stock and don't sell it because everybody's like this stock started at like three dollars and fifty cents a share, got all the way to three hundred and fifty nine dollars a share. People were becoming instant millionaires, and Keith and all these people were like, don't sell it. You got to have Diamond Hands. And that was like the rallying cause, like yeah, to the moon, diamond hands. Oh, and so not, not this. Not it just, DDP. It's just di- diamond hands. You had diamond hands. Don't let go of the stock. And and it was really interesting, not just because a bunch of nerds made a lot of money, but it was it was the first time, and it, it was like a really perfect storm of Robin Hood coming on the scene. And it talked a little bit about these two ding dongs that started Robin Hood, but uh, it it gave. Regular Joes like you and me, the ability to buy stocks without all this like red tape and then secrecy that the, the the Wall Street has had that helps protect them and their investments and uh, for for all of these years. And this guy Keith Gill kind of cracked this code and was like, "Oh man, like look, we we can really affect this market, and the market is kind of rigged." and all of a sudden, all of these common people and, you know, the, 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 the hedge fund people, they call dumb money people like you and me that are doing day trades. You know, it's like, oh, they're, they're retail traders. It's just dumb money. We'll, it'll fall. We'll make money. We'll short these stocks. And then when they, when they get scared and sell off, then we're going to make all this money. And Keith rallied these people on the Internet and like, don't. Don't do it because they're going to have to short. And he was posting all this info that other people had never had access to. And all of a sudden it caused one of these monstrous hedge funds that was worth like $16, $17 billion to completely collapse because they had shorted all this stuff, betting on this company. They were trying to make fail. And all these people are like, hold the line, don't sell this stock, and forced these people to have to pay out on their on their their short buys. And now it's funny because it changed wall street forever like it you know it completely changed the way that that head fund like you you don't see a whole lot of shorting as much as you used to because these wall street people would you know it talks a little bit about how companies buy up these smaller companies force them to be terrible but also invest in the shorts 
So when that stock tanks, they make money. So they don't not only kill a company and then everybody that works for that company goes out, you know, loses their jobs and loses whatever. But these Wall Street assholes are making all this money doing it. And it was kind of this sort of like putting this power back into the people. And that's what this whole movement represented. And uh, it kind of told that story in a, in a very comedic way. And, and, and it was fun. And it was it got you into the excitement again because if you were paying attention to that period in time and you did like Dana said the stonks if you like the stonks it was a very exciting time and you know it, it was kind of kind of sucks because since then a lot of the bad guys in this Wall Street have put protections in place bailed the right people out they're still rich they're you know and there's the, the system is still set up to benefit them but we found one chink in the armor and showed how corrupt the system was um and it was it was good i mean you had paul dano's great he's fantastic nick offerman nick offerman who's clancy brown clancy brown is paul dano's father and uh he's only in it in a little while but he's just it's just clancy brown when he's on screen he's awesome i was hanging out with a friend the other day and she had never seen highlander and I showed her Highlander, and I was like, "That's Mr. Krabs," and she was like, "What?" Yeah. yeah. And Vincent D'Onofrio is—I mean, everybody that's in it is—is—is—they're not in it a long time. It's like everybody had just a very small amount of screen time, except for Paul Dano, of course. But um, but it was—it was—it was fun. It was—it was a movie about a thing that really happened that seems so weird that it did happen and and cast very well and done, done tongue-in-cheek and the whole thing was a comedy you know and then they sh- they intersperse some actual you know news clips and actual court hearings and stuff into the movie to show you you know what was going on and uh, it was fun i mean it's not doing well at the box office because it's not like an exciting movie you're like let's go watch a movie about a a, a, a stock that tanked and then made a bunch of people money but it was fun. It was really good. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you had the Riddler, and that was his whole thing in the Batman too. Was that he was a Reddit dude? Yeah. So Paul Dano just being the Reddit, the Reddit guy. guy. Uh, and then Pete Davidson was in Suicide Squad. Vincent D'Onofrio was Thor. Um, Seth Thor. Rogen is the Green Hornet. Yeah, dude, Adventures in Babysitting, bro. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Nick Offerman, I'm sure, has played uh, some sort of superhero at some point, and or or comic book character. And then uh, Clancy Brown is Lex Luthor. What was Anthony Ramos in recently? He was in Transformers. Transformers, yeah, yeah where he became a uh, uh, Gundam. Yeah, he was like little little gun, little Gundam. Uh, yeah. and Sebastian Stan. He oh, was Bucky. He's, he's Bucky. Yeah. yeah. Look at all the uh, comic book people. Dane DeHaan has a. He's in space and has psychic powers. Yeah, he's been a super person a bunch. Like, all these people have been super peoples. Yeah. Super weird. How about that? Uh, But anyway, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't recommend this movie to a whole lot of people. Um, If you were completely unfamiliar, it might actually be pretty interesting. Jeez. Producer, what what did you think? I mean, you were unfamiliar with a lot of this stuff. Like, was was it totally boring or was it pretty interesting? I'd say it was interesting only because um, rich people, I think we're realizing, are only getting richer and richer and richer, and there's the middle class is shrinking, so it kind of like what rallies you class? a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what middle class? Exactly. Um, but, well, yeah, so, I mean, you, you know. It, we, I didn't like Pete Davidson, though. Well, because no I one likes does. Pete Davidson. I never yeah. liked Pete Davidson. Uh, Dina said one of the meanest things I've ever read, uh, which <laughs> is Paul Dano has a face for Reddit. 
Oh, he really does. I love Paul Dano. I think he's. It was funny to see his face reveal. I didn't realize that was him. Paul Dano. Are you? Are Dane DeHaan? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Dane DeHaan in the video store when he pulls his mask down, and I was like, oh my god, it's Dane DeHaan. Um, but yeah, Paul Dano and Dane DeHaan are both really talented actors that have a face for Reddit for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely do. They're a couple of, of Chan looking dudes. Yeah, <laughs> very Chan. Oh man, but but yeah, it's in theaters right now. It's in in um, twenty eight hundred theaters. I don't think it's going to stay in a whole lot of theaters. It's not doing very well for uh, being in in its third week in release. I don't. It it, it did get an international release, but it's been it out for three weeks. Been out for three weeks. Yeah, it got a I think preview that f- weeks. That first week was super limited release. So there you go. Um, oh yeah, do you want to you want to jump into the the old box office? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. All right. Well, uh, what we do now is it's the, the last segment of the show is the box office roundup. We give you a snapshot of what movies made money this week and which ones did not because um, one of the ways you can predict trends in Hollywood is following the money. So we give you the top ten movies in America. Uh, sometimes we'll spice in some uh, international numbers as well, but most of the time production houses only care about domestic totals. So uh, Jake's going to start with number ten. We're going to work our way up to the number one. Holding in the number 10 for its 11th week from Warner Brothers, bringing in $1.4 million is Barbie. It has grossed $633 million in the U.S. alone, well over a billion dollars internationally. Barbie, big movies. No, Lodgeweb on on Twitch said the stock ticker for Weeb is available, so I just dropped the, the... The weeb overlay. That's uh, all you, dude. Your stocks and the anime watcher. I don't do either one of those because I'm broke and uh, don't care about anime. Uh, you, sh- you watch One Piece. That's anime. Yeah, but One Piece is an international sensation. That's a whole different thing. Mm. Um, well, Night Owlishly also, she has a question about box office. She said on Twitch, she says, uh, you reference how many theaters uh, movies are in, and I'm curious if we know the total number of theaters, because I don't have a point of reference for if it's a lot or not. Ooh. So there is about 5,000 theaters. It's like 4,700, 4,800. There was that many. How many have closed? Because I haven't seen any that have crested over like 41 or 43 since COVID. Well... I would be curious to know how many theaters there are They're that are open still in there. right now. Because, yeah, you're right. Pre-COVID, there was like 47, 35 or something like that. It was like 47 somewhere. I got a, t- I, I, I got a test here. Let's go. What What's what's a big weekend? Um, Top Gun Maverick. When did that come out? What was it, June? Jeez, last year, right? Oh, let's see. Uh, okay, Spider-Man. Okay, the, when The Flash came out, it was in 4,256 theaters. Uh, nationwide and it's second week in release. There That's can't a be lot more than like 4,300 right now. Because there used to be close to 5,000. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that was pre-COVID. And since COVID, uh, I haven't seen the numbers that high. So, you know, there's two, two so Vince says there are 2,208 movie theater businesses in the, the U.S. as of 2023. But in number of theaters, number of theaters, uh, like there, there are still a lot of theaters. So, Dina says pre-COVID there was over fifty-seven hundred. Is uh, is that screens or theaters? Because that seems like that might be screens. I think it might be screens. Yeah. 
So when we talk about it, it's 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 so the, well theaters is what Dina's saying. So theaters, because that's what I was under the impression. I've never theaters. seen a number over forty seven hundred for any given movie. Mm-hmm. So how many of those are like a single screen, like a drive in? Yeah, it does or, include all of those. Yeah, uh, anything that reports a box office bring in or, or something that's a theater that's not showing a new movie like um uh, you know what like what they used to like a dime theater or whatever you know like the they show re- replays old movies and stuff yeah. I- anyhow 47 some odd is like that's kind of the top yeah yeah so yeah there you go if that if that answers that question like 20 about 2000 that's that means it's kind of not in every place. Uh, yeah, I think if you're seeing numbers over four thousand, that's like your Marvel movies, Disney movies, your your big ones. Yeah, they're gonna be everywhere. Uh, I'll tell you, thirty nine thousand screens in the U.S. last year says Dina over on Twitch. So she's oh. pulling up that info, and she's our box office guru. So she she knows. So. Yeah, for example, out of the top ten, before we get to it, the most theaters that any one of these movies was in was three thousand nine hundred eighty nine theaters, uh, which was Paw Patrol because that's the one that was likely to have the biggest draw. Um, so number and we 10, get a, we get a lot of this info for, from from Box Office Mojo, uh, or if you have IMDb Pro, I mean those are those are joined up together. Mm-hmm. So um, you know that's you can you can check out this data. That is that is the. The default source that that uh, everybody uses. So. Yeah, which you know, talking about it, number ten, Barbie was only in thirteen hundred theaters. I'm surprised that it's in that few theaters, considering that it's still the money maker that it and got is. re-released. Yeah, uh, but you can you can still you can go out and you can rent it at home. You can I think maybe even buy it. I know you can buy Blue Beetle right now. It's mm-hmm. available to own. You can purchase to own. Don't. <laughs> you know, I liked it. Okay, dude, that movie's turds. Um, but so, so Barbie came in at number 10 in only 1300 theaters. Cause even though it's in, in a, what, a third of the theaters out there right now, uh, it's still making money. Uh, and then coming in at number nine and only its second week out from Lionsgate expend for bowls, uh, brought in two and a half million. It's domestic takes off so far as 13 and a quarter, uh, not great <coughs> for expendables. But then again, that movie stinks on ice as well. Uh, but coming in at number eight, actually a fun movie uh, worth watching. It's still out there. Fifth week out, Equalizer 3, 2.7 million brought in by it. It's brought in nearly 86 million at the domestic box office. Good job for Equalizer 3. That's a fun trilogy. I like all of those so far, uh, which this is supposedly the last one. So not bad. Uh, and then number seven, Dumb Money in its official third week, first week of wide release, because talking about a lot of theaters, it gained 2,200 theaters, putting it at 28 uh, some odd total. So it was only in a couple hundred theaters. Uh, this week it brought in $3.3 million. So it's domestic so far is at just over $7 million. Um, I can't imagine it being a very expensive movie to make, even though it had all those stars. I, I think it was just say, because they were all homies and thought it was cool. Yeah, you but know. purchasing the rights, mm-hmm. uh, paying the talent, um, shooting what I'm sure they have a couple different locations. How much is renting a couple of Ferraris and stuff for a day, too? You know, I mean, it was it, only one Ferrari. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it adds up. Uh, and then coming was it a in. Porsche. 
Yeah, well, whatever. Well, that's cheaper, than, that's cheaper than a Ferrari. Uh, and then coming in at number six in its third week out from Disney, A Haunting in Venice, uh, one that you're going to try and watch sometime it. soon. I see it. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, the Poirot, uh, which isn't there like an Agatha Christie movie, like a movie about Agatha Christie coming out sometime soon? Probably. I thought I saw something. Uh, 3.6 million brought in by it. So far, it's only made 31.4 here in the U.S., uh, which is a bummer. I like The Adventures of Poirot. I I'm probably will watch that one at home just because the trailer makes it look like it has a bunch of jump scares, which I, I don't I care I had to some people through. tell me that they, they like this one better than the other two, like that this is their favorite one. I like Michelle Yeoh. Uh, I, I like all, um, what's it, Kenneth Branagh as Poirot. Uh, I like his directing in these movies so far. Uh, but if it has a bunch of jump scares, I don't want to sit in the theater and deal with that crap. Um, <laughs> I don't like them. Uh, and then uh, in its first week out, the story of Duck Dynasty coming in at number five, The Blind, brought in uh, estimated four point three million. A buddy of mine worked on that movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, five point two is its uh, estimated take so far. I imagine that movie did not cost much to make at Actually, all. Actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me see. I think that the a lot of the some of the post production of this was uh, let's see here. I think it was post production right here in Prisma, uh, in Bentonville. Let me let me pull up some data right now. Hang on a second here. Golly, um, let me f- scroll down to production crew produced by. No, 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 because I want to say that uh, oh, some, po- yep, yep, there it is. It was uh, post-production. I've, I figured that's who you were talking it's about. Late. Yeah, so uh, Prisma, uh, one of my friends here in, in Bentonville, they did post-production on this. So uh, did a lot of um, coloring and audio mixing and uh, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, right here. Right here in our backyard, man. How about it? Uh, and then uh, one of our viewers said he sat in on sound for it. So how about that? Uh, I'm the only person in history to be afraid of Agatha Christie, the queen of jump scares. Hey, Vince, listen, I'm just saying that trailer looked like it had jump scares. It's not that I'm afraid of it. I just don't like it. Like when a movie, Horror master, Agatha Christie. Yeah, when a movie's full of jump scares, it's just it takes it, it takes away from the movie. I don't like it. It's, it annoys me. Uh, to a point, which is why I like movies more like um, when we were talking horror movies, things like uh, Critters or Ghoulies or Leprechaun or Nightmare oh, on Elm Street or Chucky uh, or, or you like something. Chucky, but you don't want to watch Agatha Christie. No, I want to watch Agatha Christie. Is what I'm telling you. I, I will watch. I don't want to watch it in the theater because it's dark and there might watch. be monsters behind. No, whatever. I, I'm, I'm gonna make this statement one time. Fuck y'all. <laughs> 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 so, I, I won't watch horror movies at all. The so. point is, you know what? I watched Death on a Nile at home, and I'm uh, I'm much happier that y'all I watched are it at a bunch home of yellow bellies. instead of going to the theater because that movie was not like theater necessary. And all I had to do was hear about you'd be like the lighting, LED lights on an African cruise. <laughs> I mean, for real though. Yeah. And anyhow, just think of how much that would glare at you on the big screen. <sighs> Uh, coming in at number four in its fourth week out, The Nun 2 uh, brought in just shy of five million bucks uh, this past week. Its domestic take so far is just under $77 million. 
runaway success because people love jump scares. People want jump scares for some reason. I'm the opposite. Don't fucking want it. Uh, but the people that want jump scares, you got none to haunting in Venice. It's all out there. Uh, opening at number three, another one from Disney. The creator uh, brought in fourteen million dollars this past week. Yeah. Uh, Walt Disney. I think they wanted a little bit more out of this. I'm but. sure they did because this looks like it has a pretty big budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think their advertising fell flat. It was hard to tell really what the movie is. I didn't even um, hear about it until right now. Advertising from <laughs> coming from Disney. You're like, yeah. I mean, how good is a movie like? How good is AI meets Children of Men from Disney gonna be kind of a thing. So, um, well, and the director, the director, the creator. I mean, we 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 talked about it uh, on a couple episodes of the shows. Um, you know, it, it's it's got uh, Denzel Washington's son in it. It's you know Gareth Edwards is the director. You know, everybody knows him from Monsters and Rogue One and uh, that Godzilla that he did. Um, the t- 2014 Godzilla, but he's, you know, uh, Monsters was actually quite good, uh, if you've never seen that. And I think, did he do, what was the other one that he did that was pretty fun? Um, no, I think that those were his big four, so. I like movies with Ken Watanabe, but I, I don't think Hollywood knows how to handle e- Ken Watanabe. Yeah, use him, yeah. Which he's like the one part of this movie where I'm like, oh, Ken Watanabe's in that movie. I'd, I'd watch that. But uh, outside of The Last Samurai, uh, all the movies he's been in, he was in The Last or, uh, Memoirs of a Geisha. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in, um, uh, what's that, Christopher Knoll, Inception. Oh, yeah. Um, something else. But he's never as cool as he could be. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's, in, he's in so those. freaking but cool. That was the movie that I was on the fence about watching before I just fell asleep. Uh, uh, so- there was an Indian movie I really wanted to watch, but uh, it took place, it, it was only showing at weird times, and I know you guys don't get as jazzed about them even <laughs> though indian movies are taking over the world uh dita dita says uh going back to the creator that she thinks that they're going to rely on international grosses for this one um in the international market this past weekend it did make more than the domestic market so it made 18 million uh overseas uh, and it only made 14 here so you, you think china's just going to be so jazzed and they're like that guy's going to kill this asian baby let's watch the movie i want to see it i don't think so i don't think that's how that's going to work uh uh, and then number two, Saw 10. Did not see this one uh, being up there like it is, uh, as many of them as there's been. Uh, but Saw 10 brought in $18.3 million. Uh, uh, probably porn made, and jump scares. Probably made its money back uh, right there. Uh, and then opening at the top spot, blowing every other movie away which I th- believe I said that it would do because it was the family offering uh, is Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, 22 and three quarter million dollars. So Saw Patrol was the number one combo. There you have it. So Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. That's your box office roundup. That's the top 10. And I believe that's our show. Yeah, we did it. Um all right, unless you've got anything else to say, Lennon, I guess we gotta, we're gonna we going to pack it up. Like this, Vince said he looked up, does Haunting in Venice have jump scares? And the answer was many, many jump scares. Yeah, but they're not like, like they're not scary ones. It's like. No, it's it's not the fact that it's scary. It's just that it gets. It's not that I'm scared. I'm old. just, I don't like just it. scared. I don't like it. 
I don't like the way it makes me feel. Exactly. Which is scared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever it is you like to view us. We prefer Twitch. It's a lot of fun on Twitch. Uh, You can follow us along in our Discord throughout the week. Uh, That link is in our chat and in all of our profiles on wherever you want to see us, if it's Facebook, if it's YouTube, if it's Twitch. Uh, And if you want to just catch the audio version of this, you can subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And tell your friends about us because it's uh it's it's good to spread the drive-in speaker box so we'll be back next week uh hopefully with more movies to talk about with you and yeah uh, you can always jump in the discord and we can we can take in uh some maybe maybe on those days i mean it's coming up it's october you, you could see that the studio is getting more and more spooky maybe we'll talk about some uh horror movies that maybe you've never seen that you probably should and and that don't have a whole lot of jump scares and uh they're good ones yeah and they're fun to watch so uh thanks for tuning in guys as always i'm your host the boom operator i'm the grip and we will see you guys next week <laughs>